When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand wherever you get your podcasts. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Andy's in. AJ slipped out the door. Goodbye, AJ. I know you can't hear me, but maybe he's listening to the show. It's a possibility, you think? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, he's probably getting logged in right now as he walks out the door. And Andy's sitting just to my right over here. Doesn't have a camera, though. No camera. Oh, your mic doesn't work yeah, either. My mic is not working. Oh, I know why. Oh, he's got it all figured out. Oh, you got to do the, the little switch thing. I'll read this while you're working on that. Better? Any better? Yeah. You might want to turn it up a bit. All right. Uh, there, that should be repressed. Any better? What do you think? What do you guys think on your end? That sounds a lot better. Okay. okay. Perfect. Now, oh my! What does that say on your shirt? Now that you're sitting in a higher chair, I did. Your, your shirt says. Oh, Bleh. it just says Black Excellence. It's oh, all. It's a local. Minis- it's a local Minnesota, like brand. So, gotta support small business. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, what do they? What do they do? There's a big buzz on somebody's microphone. Yep, yeah, it's, it's yours. Oh, Why don't you just use this one? Why don't you see the one that Mom uses? Yeah, for now I will. Yeah, we get the buzz out of that later. There we go. Um, I'm going to hold this up to the camera. If you haven't seen it before, what was the guy's name again that owned the brothel in in Las Vegas that everybody thought it was me? Remember that the guy just died a couple of years ago, and everybody said, "God, isn't that Tom Bernard?" I forget. He looked a little like he again, barely, but he looked kind of like you. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the picture. He looks more than kind of like me. I'll tell you that. Uh, gotten several responses. Hey, let's not forget the brothel owner. You look exactly like not only Ian McShane. Okay, here you go. Is there too so, much? Oh, I suppose the li- other way. There you this. go. A little bit. Oh yeah. I mean, if you see it in a, yeah. in a clear picture, he and I look almost exactly alike. Yeah. But he died. I think. Uh, but what about a year ago? Something like that. Well, we remember his name. I can't remember his name. I used to talk about him all the time because of that whole situation. That when he died, they put his picture up, and people thought I died because Dennis Hoff. That's who. Dennis it was. Hoff. That's exactly who it is. That hit me like a ton of bricks all of a sudden. Dennis Hoff. Like a ton of bricks, man. But uh, yeah, so I'm getting. Uh, hey, you don't only only look like Ian, and it's all an eye thing. I think more than anything else, the the way our eyes are spaced and the way maybe we all have intense looks or something. I don't know what the hell it is. Yeah. But yeah, Dennis Hoff and I, I don't, let's not forget about Dennis Hoff. I think that was, that was, uh, that might've come out of Louisville, if you know what I'm saying. Joe from Louisville, just maybe. <laughs> maybe. But you know, it all works out in the end. Um, so yeah, Andy, what, you want to give that mic a, a whirl? Yeah, it's working. Oh, that works. Sounds perfect. So that's good. Andy's in studio. So what else is going on? Um, I think you guys brought this up to me earlier in the day. Taco Bell worker slapped by angry customer who blew up his microwave. That's the one you were talking about, wasn't it, Brittany? Yes. Yep. Yep. That was the that was the article I was talking about. Andy, have you heard this story? I have not. Devin, do you know the story? Uh, well, you n- kind of know the story. Yeah, not not uh, just off of what you guys have said. It's just amazing to me. American fast food chain Taco Bell is a popular option for those looking for an affordable and convenient Mexican meal, offering a range of meals from burritos to crunch wraps and, of course, tacos. When it comes to refreshing and reheating a meal from the popular restaurant chain in the microwave, however, there is one vital step to ensure safety. Remove any foil or foil-lined wrappers. 
one customer who may not have followed this vital step is now going viral after blowing up his microwave and returning to Taco Bell with a vengeance, came back and slapped, you're done, you, oh, you're done, you're effing done, I'm going to sue your ass off, the man can be heard declaring to the employee, one of the managers in the store. When asked if he would like uh, new food, the man exclaimed, plus you guys are going to pay for my effing microwave, it blew up. Now, did he get hurt? Did he get? Did it spew on him or something? I don't. I don't know. I know he was pissed and he lost his GD mind. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing: we all have to fight the instinct when something bad happens. We instinctually want to figure out who did us wrong. And I think you're in kindergarten or kindergarten when you learn that it is inappropriate to then lash out. Like you have to take that first beat mm-hmm. and like. Figuring out those instincts and disconnecting kind of that first immediate need to blame is something that this man needs to work on on a level uh, I almost respect. I almost respect it. But who doesn't know you can't put foil in a microwave? I know. How do you not know that? It's insane. Yeah, and blaming somebody that's working at a Taco Bell for something that happened at your house is wild. It's wild. I agree 100%. Getting increasingly agitated, he stated, oh, you're smiling before slapping the employee across the face to a chorus of shocked reactions from other customers and workers. See, now that that is one of those situations, and you guys probably know this, that if I saw somebody do that, I could not just sit there in my chair and go, oh, my God, he slapped the worker across the face. I could not sit and watch that. Oh, man, I've had some jarring things happen in front of me. And it's weird because your body kind of stops just because it's so out of place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. But then after about a half second, you usually people kick in the gear. I would hope. I don't think you just let somebody get an innocent worker get hit in the face. But um, yeah, there is something that's a shock where you go, oh, my God, that what it's like my brain does not commute this Mm -hmm. or compute this at all. No, it's understandable. Now, did you hear what the employee said back to him? No. When they slapped the employee, the employee said, yo, what the hell? No, what the effing hell is going on with you, bro? <laughs> Reasonable Wait. response. Mm. Yeah. He went all urban on us. Correct? I think, that, I think that makes sense to have that response. Like, you know, there's times where I go, that is an appropriate response to the situation. Absolutely. I just I just don't understand. How is it his fault that you put tinfoil in a microwave? And I didn't know their their tacos came with foil, do they? I don't think all burritos of them do. do. I didn't think so. They came in paper. Yeah, yeah. That's what I maybe thought. Like they're gorditas, maybe, or something. Something must come in tin foil. Yeah, yeah, the burritos, maybe, to keep them warm or something. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, so what's going on with you, bro? The employee said, evidently confused by the sudden escalation. Another manager then stepped up with a heated argument uh, ensuing. Uh, which the customer repeatedly uh, told both workers, F you, F you, F you. He's got dropping the F bomb. Brother over microwaved a fast food sandwich and it blew up in his microwave. Now he's there complaining and wants them to buy him a new microwave. What a snowflake, one Redditor posted in response to the altercation. Yeah. I, but, uh, you know, I haven't picked up any Taco Bell in a while. I like Taco Bell. I haven't been there in a while. I don't remember any tin foil. Unless maybe, no, not even the burritos. They come wrapped in paper, don't they? Because I'm looking things up and they're, it's all over the board because there is like a gordita y burrito thing that looks like it has tin foil on it. Oh, okay. Um, but for the most part, it's paper, but there are some items that do have like a, maybe even like a little tin foil lined thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. But still, you would know better than to put that in a microwave. Like I said, 45 years ago when they first came out, my friend Chucky blew blew it up. Started it on fire, actually, but it wasn't a big fire, thank God. I've known for 45 years that you don't put tinfoil in a microwave. It just blows my mind because I have, like, a very strong urge to self-destruct myself. So it's like, if I I did that to... In my household, I'd be like, I am an idiot. The idea that you had enough time then to think about it while you got in your car, mm-hmm. drove to the Taco Bell, walked out, got in line, waited patiently, 
and then yelled at that person at that point at any time mm. did you go this is a bad idea like this is not the way i should be handling something the people in the Taco Bell are getting better and better. Another person said that geezer doesn't know uh, you don't put anything containing aluminum in a microwave. That's the first effing lesson you get with a microwave. I like that. That geezer calls the guy a geezer. <laughs> yeah, well, this guy's old enough to, one, know better than to put something that has metal in the microwave. And also, like, if you smack the Taco Bell employee, he's lucky they didn't just throw him out the front door. Absolutely. Yeah, for real. Absolutely true. Uh, but yeah, just, the, I love those lines. That's the first effing lesson you get with a microwave. And it is, like I said, yeah. I, I don't know. Bags of popcorn. Did they, they, they didn't have aluminum in, in no. them, did they? Microwavable no. bags? Well, they were microwavable. They were microwavable, microwavable bags. So, yeah. yeah. So I don't know, but I, I do remember that that it did happen. Like, a, but that was again forty-five years ago. For mo so, my God, I hope you learned by now. I remember as a kid, we used to put uh, Doritos bags, like empty Doritos bags, in the microwave, and they like shrink down into like a mm. singularity. <laughs> yeah. If or, you've never seen it, Google it. Doritos bag in your microwave. Or it was old to... CDs. My uncle oh yeah, that was they my would first. Like, uh, my first Arc lesson in the microwave. Yep. Yep. He was mm -hmm. like, here, put this in the microwave for like one second. And it looked like the whole microwave exploded. And he's like, don't put anything metal in the microwave ever again. And I was like, yep. <laughs> Do Honest to God. So it didn't, it just kind of, it didn't like start on fire. It just melted. So what happens yeah. is, so the microwave, you know, how a microwave works is it shoots out microwaves yes. and that heats up your food. Indeed. Metal reflects microwaves back at the magnetron. Right. And that causes all sorts of not so good things to happen. Yeah. The CD, it looked like those, uh, like those almost, I guess, fortune teller balls that you used to be able to touch and the little purple, yeah. like lightning bolts would move yeah. around. It looked like that, except it was coming from a CD. And it was, yep. again, it was like a split second because then he was like, let's turn this off before we all die. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good idea. Yeah. That's a good plan. Um, I don't know if I want to do this story or not, because I could be the bad guy in the story. Mm. The headline in this story, snow is coming. I know. <laughs> it's actually coming. It already came yesterday, right? It, well, it's, right, right now it's snowing quite a bit. Uh, during this mm -hmm. last break, I almost missed it because uh, Justin took Gogo outside to look at the snow, and it's snowing right now here in Eden Prairie. I don't know if it is where you guys are, but yeah. Snowstorm warnings in place for southwestern southern Minnesota today. Much colder air coming for the weekend. The metro will miss most of the snow that will fall ahead of the season's first below zero readings of the season. Now, somebody told me in Philadelphia it snowed a foot. Dang. A foot. Would you look that up and see if that is true? Because I was told that it snowed a foot in Philadelphia. Jesus. I would... I wonder if they had that right, because western Pennsylvania gets more snow than eastern Pennsylvania, doesn't it? Yeah, if I remember I correctly. So. I think so. I actually don't know, but you sounded so confident that it yes, was right. <laughs> I honestly have no, why am I even pretending to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know that. I got a foot in the Poconos. The Poconos, so that's in New York. Right? Sounds like a sex thing you just said. The foot in the Poconos. I got a foot in the Poconos. <laughs> that's, you're nasty. <laughs> me too, Andy. Me too. Oh, anything God. involving feet doesn't make me think of anything good. What in the Poconos? Mm. I'll have oh, that. All right. It's time to go to break. And then I got to apologize to Kristen Bird about 50 times for yeah. not following her early lead. I'm Correct? sure you'll, I'm sure it'll go really well. You apologizing always goes very well. You know, I'm sorry, you bastard. I'm sorry that I wasn't a, that you were an idiot before I was. <laughs> I'm sorry you feel so bad. Yeah, there you go. Which <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> mm -hmm. We will take a break. Be right back. Kristen Burt will join us right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. 
Set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code TOM for this special and many more. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warmed them up, moved them to plow, and reparked them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. A sale. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm Jim Paul, and, well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales. This idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so, okay, the crew has decided. Yeah! Now we're talking so then it's official. The We Don't Want to Broom Snow Sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy inventory priced real right at valleycardealers.com. Why should your business bank with North American Banking Company? Here's Landon and Gavin Miller of D&B Plating. I've always been impressed with their speed of answers to our questions, uh, and that has allowed us to expand and capitalize on opportunities in the market. North American Banking Company has never made us feel like a number. They've always treated us as a partner. For more information about North American Banking Company, go to nabanco.com or stop by any one of their Twin Cities locations. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president, Mike Bilski. I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth. What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com, keyword partner. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. I will do it. I'll get it done. There's no question about it. So what else is happening? Oh, you know, just uh, I'm excited to talk to Kristen about uh, the Golden Globes. I think she's going to have a lot of fun things to say. Uh, We'll find out. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, Entertainment News is brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabanco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, the apologies have to start right now. What did you do? Catherine and I watched John Wick 4 on Saturday night. Oh, you did, did you? You tried to talk me into watching it for, what, about nine months now, ten months, something like that. Correct? Craig? I thought it was terrific. I enjoyed it from the moment it started till three hours later when it ended. How many breaks did you take? None. We didn't take any breaks at all. We just watched watched it. Yes. The one thing that I love about being married to Andy's mother is is that she can get into that stuff. Because there are a lot of, you know, there are men and women, but a lot of women don't like movies like that at all. But Mm -hmm. Catherine's like, she was counting how many times he would punch somebody in the face. (laughs) She she was having a scorecard. Yeah, a little (laughs) scorecard. I uh, I thought you know I it, it taking it for what it was I mean it's it's not uh, you know an all time classic or anything but it was quite enjoyable to watch because it was so ridiculous first of all all the things that went on I mean there was a blind guy and somehow <laughs> I don't know but he could figure out right where you were standing even though he couldn't see you. How is that possible? You're hearing his breath? What are you doing? Wait, you, you mean you didn't believe when he was playing that like five card draw poker game with them and he knew that it was all five? <laughs> I think Hollywood didn't want you to question like how blind he was. 
You know what I yeah. mean? Because sometimes yeah. people can see shadows and maybe I have guess. a little better vision than we realized. But yeah, I should have watched it a long time ago. But but again, I'm that Oppenheimer and John Wick Four in the same two weeks. That's I mean, for me to sit down for six hours watching two movies. That's that's a big deal for me. There's no question about it. Huge deal. I cause you know, listen, long movies are tough. That there's yeah. no doubt about that. I find I find I have the same issue that you do. But listen, you you got some good movie going going on. So that's good. Like, it was wonderful to sit there with Catherine. She's laughing and you know, some horrified and I'm doing the same thing. It was quite enjoyable, actually. I am really glad that I watched it with Catherine. Watch it by myself, it wouldn't have been as much fun. I have a question though. Would you mm-hmm. been able to watch those movies in the movie theater versus at home? Like being, did being at home make a difference with yes. the length? Yeah. And you know what, Kristen, it makes me very, very sad because nobody loved going to the movies more than I did. And people just don't go to the movie. I, I still go to the movies. I love that. Old, like I said, the Adina theater on 50th street is one of my favorite places to go. The imagine over there, because we've been going to that Chinese restaurant across the parking lot for about 40 years now. So we go have a nice a nice Chinese dinner, and then we go walk across the parking lot and go to a movie. Same with the Dyna Theater. There are many places, Barrios right uh, down the block, and you got Crispin Green, you got all these great places. That I am going to miss that experience because, boy, it's not looking good for theaters at all, is it? Uh, they'll, they'll still exist. There's always going to be movie theaters. I think we shouldn't, like it's not all gloom and doom. I just think okay, the good, good. era of like the big, we called it, we had showcase cinemas when I grew up in Massachusetts. Yes, yeah. And it was such a big deal when, uh, you know, all of a sudden there was like a 10 plex or a 14 plex. I think those are gone. I don't think that they can sustain yeah. that amount of theaters. So maybe like six or under will probably be the, the standard um, for movie theaters. A lot of standalone do very well here in Los Angeles. I, I think I've talked about several times about the El Capitan. Netflix just refurbished the Egyptian. We still have mm-hmm. the Chinese theater. It's owned by TCL. And they've built a couple of theaters um, to like the behind the actual Chinese theater. So I, I think those will be able to exist because uh, there will always be movies coming out. But we're not going to have we just don't have the volume that we used to. Uh, no, we're not no. going to have five movies come out in a weekend, like five yeah. big movies anymore, but it's going to be a lot smaller. It's going to be one to two releases, maybe a couple of indies, but that's the nature of the game. And as long as the movies exist, because having that experience is special for families. It's special for all of us. brings back memories. I like my popcorn and soda. We're all good. Yes. Yeah. No <laughs> question. Well, I was talking to Andy about this, that we're on vacation back in the day. We'd go down, fly down to Florida and went to a movie theater, which is right uh, on, what is that, Rosemary Place? Is that what it is? Uh, Yeah, by the square. I think. Yeah, right. And I'm, I am not exaggerating when I tell you this movie theater had 14 theaters, 14 of them. And when you walked in, Andy, would you compare it to walking into a Catholic cathedral? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you thought you were in church. It was this magnificently ornate, beautiful theater. Well, just last month they tore it down uh, because the land was way too much, uh, way too valuable to keep a movie theater there. And what are they building? Are they building condos and sure it's be yep. condos. a 28 yeah. story, 28 story building? Yep. There you go. <laughs> right where that theater. But my God, it was such a treat to go to that theater. literally and i'm not kidding you like there i don't know if you're ever in minneapolis have you ever went inside the basilica in downtown minneapolis Mm -hmm. yes that's exactly what it looked like in that movie theater it's like oh my god now everyone's going to be living at a mall soon i like we have a lot of like you can live at a condo and there's a mall Mm. right below you i think it's very strange existence now that we're losing all of these like classic buildings but I wanted to bring that up this morning because, uh, you know, because you were on me for about eight, nine, ten months, something like that. It came out, did it come in February last year? Isn't that what it came out? I think so, right around then. Right around then. It was one of the but, first movies we talked about. Yeah. I mean, honestly, God, but having Kath, because I said, Catherine, do you have any interest at all in watching John Wick 4? She said, sure, let's watch it together. That'd be good. And her laughing or pulling your blanket over her head when the really vicious stuff was happening because <laughs> she will not watch that vicious stuff. She can't do it. So I need to just tell Catherine what I think you guys should watch. Yes. And then 
Okay, now I get it. <laughs> yeah, you kind of notice the fact that whatever whatever Catherine wants, Catherine gets. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. <laughs> and I'm not making that up, by the way. I guess, look, I adore the woman. You know that. I, I'm in, deeply in love with my wife, but she takes advantage of it like there's no tomorrow. Oh, really? You don't want to watch it? Because I think I would really enjoy what is like, okay, stop working. That's enough working me. <laughs> See, even Jude's barking about it. He heard what I just said. He knows. He's having a fit. So what else is happening in entertainment these days? Uh, you know what? I slid into Tevin's DMs last night and go, OMG, Joe Coy. That's and, all I said. And Oh, God. And before, because right. I, knew, I knew you were going to bring it up. From, I heard from you Tevin. You knew I was going to do it? You know I was that predictable, Tevin? Yep. <laughs> well, no, I knew you were going to bring it up today, So, and I know Tom didn't see the monologue, so I have a little clip that was my personal favorite part of Joe Coy's performance. I'm going to play for you oh, guys here. Hopefully this works. Do it to me. Perfect beauty to bad breath, cellulite, and flat feet. Ah, or what casting directors call character actor. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got the gig 10 days ago. You want a perfect monologue? Yo, shut up. You got, you're kidding me, right? Slow down. I wrote some of these, and they're the ones you're laughing at. Joe went on to zing Robert De Niro. But yeah, so uh, that's essentially... It's got to be your greatest performance mm. ever. How'd you get a pregnant at 80? Yeah, he uh, was terrible, and everybody online oh. is essentially saying that this could be the end of his comedy career. because too bad. For, oh, I love Joe Coy. He's the nicest guy you'd ever want to meet. Okay, let's just I, I, a couple things in his defense. He did get the job at the last minute when and I, and just so people understand, when you're named host, you usually have four to six weeks to prepare for mm -hmm. a show, whether it's Golden Globes or Oscars or Emmys or anything else like mm -hmm. that. Um, so he didn't have a long time to prepare material. And he also, I saw an interview with him. He hadn't watched any of the movies. So he spent a lot of the last couple of weeks, like watching all the movies and watching the shows to kind of prepare. So that's a lot to be doing, trying mm -hmm. to write jokes while trying to figure out like what's funny from some of these movies. So he was already well behind um, before he got the job. But um, it's hard to write for these audiences. It is a brand new owner, um, Penske Media Group. I work for them, right. just so everybody knows for... <laughs> You know, uh, transparency. Um, but Jay Penske, who owns Penske Media Group, was very involved in the ceremony. They wanted to do some updates. So remember, he's probably getting input from multiple sources on, like, how they want to modernize the Golden Globes and make it different and, like, put the their controversial past behind them. Um, so he was already in a no-win situation. But then... There, I just felt like there were some easy jokes that he could have done because there are so many celebrities in the room. And he missed a lot of those and just kind of punched down and nobody was with him. Nobody was on his side, including that room. Yeah. And they yeah. didn't completely break and be like, hey, I didn't write all these. You're yeah. laughing at the ones that are funny that I wrote. And it's it was not a great look. And it really, I think, exposed because his I don't know if you've seen him do comedy, Kristen, but he his style is that he's obviously Filipino American and then he leans heavily into that. He does a lot of the fake accent voices and talks about his mom a lot. And so when he doesn't have that kind of crutch to lean on, it kind of exposed him and his comedy chops as well. You guys hear Ethan in the background? Yeah, we do. He's not in the background. He is right here. He's right on the camera. Ethan, say hi. Ethan, say hi. Say oh, hello, Kristen. Read. No, you just oh god, handling the not, mic right. Yeah, let's not do that. Um, so you know, it was what I found interesting the as things went on, as the show went on, and he realized he was like bombing more and more, yeah. he got louder and louder and louder and was basically like yelling. <laughs> oh, he and you I could was just like, tell, yeah. And you know what's interesting is that going back and thinking about Ricky Gervais and he can't, he can't be Ricky Gervais. And I get that, no, you know, no. Ricky Gervais would just come out with a drink and he just like lean into the mic and he just tell a joke and like, da, 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 cause it is an intimate audience. And I think also the new stage setting where basically everyone was like really spread out and it was hard to get around. I think that also worked against him. I know that sounds weird, but it just wasn't mm -hmm. ideal for what the golden globe setup is at the Beverly Hilton. Yeah. But like, Oh, sorry, Tom, you go. No, it's a very quick question. Yeah. Because part of this, you know, and, and it's not as bad in England, you know, you brought up Ricky Gervais. 
but you can't be funny in America anymore. You can't go too far. Everybody's terrified that the joke they're going to tell is going to go too far. I mean, I got to be honest with you. If you compare what what could be said on the Johnny Carson show back in the day, Stephen Colbert and Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Kimmel might be the funniest people in the world, but they're not funny anymore because you can't be funny anymore on those shows because oh. everybody come after you like there's no tomorrow. They, especially like Colbert, they have cultivated that audience. They so have. They're yeah. kind of being hoist with their own petard, I think. But I want to say Golden Globes is probably like the one place where you can be a little bit more irreverent. Oh, really? Because traditionally, it's the show that you get drunk at and celebrities, you know, because they're sitting at the the dining table and people are known to get sloppy drunk there. And it's why we've seen it's why people look at Ricky Gervais as well as Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, who hosted and say we love them hosting because they made fun of everybody in the room. But in a way that like everyone understood, even the viewer at home. And it was funny without just being like, I'm trying to make you laugh, laugh, laugh at me, laugh at me. And I, yeah. I, I just felt for Joe Coy because like that right. we've all been on stage where you like made a joke and nobody loves with you. Yeah. And like, but you think, since he's got such like, you know, he's done all the rooms, right? He's done every room and is because you as a, co- a comedian, you have to do all the hard rooms, whatever. Mm-hmm. As soon as he started jumping ship, you could feel that like, are you not a professional? When he started calling mm-hmm. out some jokes I wrote, some you're laughing at my joke, so you remember that. It's like, how how yeah. long have you been doing this? Cause yeah. it's like, why wouldn't you just commit? Like that's what always happens. Like, you know, uh Kristen Wig or Kirsten Wig or Kristen Wig and uh Will Farrell came out and had this silly bit about dancing to this music and they committed and we all mm-hmm. kind of laughed about it. And so it's like that's where you go. Was it hilarious? Kind of only because they like committed so hard, but you know, it wasn't always landed. And Ray Romano I, and um Carrie Russell oh, had a bit, it worked. It was mm. very funny because they both committed and acted like it was so sincere. I mean, I even laughed at the Kevin Costner uh in America, America Ferrera uh bit because it was like they could she committed. She was like, wow, you know, and I mean he just has that attitude of I would rather be anywhere else, and they leaned into it, and it was kind of funny. Yeah, if he... yeah, and he rarely shows up at the Globes, so it was like Kevin Costner's at the Golden Globes. Yeah, and if Joe Coy would have went, because we all understand you got this job ten days ago. Like, yeah, we are all aware. Like if he would have been, you know, oh, this joke bombed. I wish I had, like in kind of been more self-deprecating about the yeah. whole thing. Then it's like okay, mm-hmm. we can feel for you rather than you're attacking your poor writers who also probably some of them just got the job 10 days ago along with you that right. you brought in. I, and my other thought too was like, you know, Taylor Swift was in the room. There could have been 18,000 Taylor Swift jokes. And he leaned into the one of like, we're not going to show her as much as the NFL. And I'm like, no, actually this audience is very with Taylor Swift. So had they done some sort of like spoof of like her romance with Travis or even it, like lean act like you're a Swifty and be like, yeah, I'm not a big Swifty. And then start the, but you know, Arizona 23, when I was, you know, I mean like start like spitting out, you know, fun, like extreme facts about it. That would have been funny. Um, there's so many things. He just, Tom, it felt like, it felt like jokes we could have written if we were hacks and had an hour because mm-hmm. there was even a joke about um, why Oppenheimer is so more deserving than Barbie because Barbie's based on a plastic doll with good tits. And it's like, that's, hilarious that was the joke yeah she yes. actually delivered it just like joe coy did <laughs> like, I know, actually. And, you know you saw like greta gerwig was like mm. like just no nobody was like that's a good joke and oh. like that's it you totally missed the whole like feminist message of barbie if you're joking about her boobs were you guys surprised she didn't win Which uh barbie word? yeah well, Barbie won that like out like outstanding box office award, which was like the new like you're super right. popular. Um, but the fact that it didn't win in the comedy category and instead it was Poor Things, which is um, Emma Stone's movie, that was mm-hmm. a, that was surprising. That was definitely yeah, that's surprising. what I'm saying exactly. Yeah. You, so you were surprised by that? There was yeah, for sure. There was one show that kept coming up where I was like, I didn't know anybody who liked it, and that was Beef. And I just think that's where you go. I know, like, maybe it's, like, a sense of humor thing, but literally everybody we talked to was, like, I didn't really like Beef that much. Barely anybody watched it um, in, in in the circles I run. 
And then anybody who did was like, I didn't really like it. Kind of somebody people kept saying it kind of gave me anxiety and all this stuff. But it was a very anxious show. And and it won so many awards last night. You know, a week from today are the primetime Emmys from last season. Remember, this will be from the 22-23 season that were delayed because mm-hmm. of the strike. I'm very right. curious to see because we we noticed it was Succession's night. It was Beef's night. It was the Bears' night. These are the three shows now to watch. How will that resonate on Monday's primetime Emmys, too? Because... We've had the the voting for the primetime Emmys happened this summer, where the um, voting for the Golden Globes happened more recently. Really curious. Do you, do you think people will ever be allowed to be funny again? Yes, I think everything is cyclical. So yeah, we, we see trends come back. I mean, we've just swung in one direction, and the Golden Globes doesn't know what it wants to be after all of their controversy with their membership yeah, and everything yeah. else and new ownership. I, I, I'm sure everyone today at Penske is going to be looking at the ratings. I mean, it was all hands on deck. All of us were working last night in some capacity, even if you were someone who doesn't cover movies and TV and you cover more like the industry aspect, you were, you were on and working last night. So this was a really big deal for them and they've put a lot of effort into it. So I'm curious to see how this all plays out. They only had a one year deal for CBS broadcast. So the ratings are bad. What happens? Where do they go? Has there ever been an award show that just went away? Um, I mean, like, I think some of like the, like the blockbuster movie awards went away, <laughs> like, <laughs> but not any of the big industry ones. I don't <laughs> remember the blockbuster like, movie awards. Uh, you you had them back in the day when VHS was king. <laughs> you just talked about, what was it? The, was it the soap awards that you said that went down from a big venue to a small? So that might be turned into kind of a, a whisper eventually. Well, that's a daytime Emmy Awards. So it's that's under the Emmy's umbrella, which is interesting. Um, and they they have gone into smaller and smaller venues. Um, I, honestly, I think that they should take the daytime Emmys and, and do it. Because this weekend, by the way, on top of Golden Globes was also the Creative Arts Emmys, which was the... Um, all, all of like below the line, all of like sound and picture editing and things like that. Those are the ones uh, that had their ceremony this weekend. Maybe sort of wrap the daytime Emmys in with the Creative Arts Emmys and yeah. do a, a four-night yeah. production like they do. Because Creative Arts Emmys are already two nights. You already have the setup. You've got the big venue. Why not give that to the daytime Emmys? That's just my opinion. You know, back to uh, Ms. Catherine Brandt. I used to watch the Oscars. I used to watch the, all. Of, I used to watch all the award shows. You know. Because I, you know, I always enjoyed going to the movies. I, I enjoyed watching television, all the rest of it. I met Catherine Brandt all those years ago, 42 years ago now. And the first thing that happened was, because it was, uh, well, not the first thing, but one of the first. She said, how can you watch those award shows? They're the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And I kind of went, you know, she's right in a way, because I watch it every year and I'm always disappointed with how things go. Uh, some people just don't like to watch award shows. How are they going to keep all, I mean, without the Johnny Carsons of the world or somebody like that, is there one person they could get who would, I don't know, maybe even do it. Is there one person they could get everybody to go, Oh my God, I got to tune in. Cause this person's doing it. The rock, the rock. Yeah, probably the rock. That's probably rock. true. But he's not and funny. He's tried for years and his schedule <laughs> is jam packed because he's just someone that like, yeah, he's not going to be like super, super funny, but he'll no. do the bits. He'll do uh. the sketches in general. People like him. People don't get too political on mm-hmm. either side about him. So mm-hmm. he would be someone that, that people would tune into. And he's also globally known. That's the other yeah. thing. You know, Golden Globes are an international award right. show. Right. Do people know Joe Coy overseas? I mean, no. maybe in the UK. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he's like famous in Asia or anything else. Well, he's Filipino. Yeah, he's Filipino. He has a yeah, very large. I would say like an Asian market and demographic, which is one of the reasons why he's so mm-hmm. big here. Yeah, is just, he big here? Oh yeah, absolutely. He sells mm-hmm. out Dude. arenas. Oh, does he really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, like I said, I've met him several times. He's a great guy. I don't know if I ever thought he was that funny. 
He came out of Chelsea Handler's show. Like, that's right, where I first. Right. And then they <laughs> dated during the pandemic. That's how I kind of got reacquainted with him. But he's had some very successful. I think it's Netflix. He's got his stand up, right? Yep. Yeah. He said, yeah. I think he's got a couple of them. Yeah. On a there. couple specials there. I mean, that's, honestly, but... Netflix has done a great thing for stand up comedy because I kind of like other than late night shows, I kind of pushed it out of my mind until Netflix started really doing a good job with. Um, doing net, uh, stand-up comedy specials. And all of a sudden you're like, that's where I discovered Ali Wong. I wouldn't have known Ali Wong otherwise. Love her. I absolutely yeah. love Ali Wong. We went to, what was the name of that Chinese place that, that we went to with Ali Wong back in the day on 26th Avenue and Nicollet? Uh, God, you know, you, know called? you guys know that 26 and Nicollet, there's a, there was a great Chinese restaurant there, but I can't remember the name of it. But Ali Wong came to town and we invited her to dinner because she didn't know anybody and nobody knew her and all the rest. It was right at the beginning of her stand-up career. And so we went to dinner that night. And she he, spectacularly a nice person. She's a very uh, nice person. Looks like Jazz 26. Pot, pot she rip, won no, there you go. She won an award for that show Beef. Um, which I don't deny that she's probably they're both actors that uh, won best actors in was was the show B for mm -hmm. it, the categories are wild. They're like uh, limited series, also a musical, also it could be a comedy, <laughs> but also it could be a doc. Like they're just like it's wild an anthology, categories. limited series, or television yeah. movie, yeah. <laughs> or dog <laughs> documentary. That, 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 actually, that is the actual category. It's television movie, anthology, or limited series. So she, they, her and her co-star won for beef. Um, and there was this weird controversy around it because she gave her boyfriend a kiss, who's Bill Hader. Um, and then when she went up there and was saying all of her things, she gave her, uh, she said, the father of my kids, I, I couldn't do this without him. And then they cut to Bill Hader and he goes to the guy next to him like, what the heck? Like didn't get any shout out. For mm. uh, for the girlfriend, which is I probably him being silly, but the whole mm. internet was like, ooh. I think it was him being silly because this was their big couple debut. Yeah. And they didn't do the red carpet together. We were looking for those photos too, and I'm like, ah, they didn't do the red carpet. But um, I was telling Bill last night, and he, I was like, do you know that like Bill Hader is like the guy in Hollywood? He's like the new David Spade of dating. He has dated Rachel Bilson and then he dated Anna Kendrick and then he's now he's with Ali Wong. I'm like, since his divorce, he has been like the guy to date. And Bill goes, he's got a type. He's like, they're all petite and brunette. I'm like, you're right. They yeah. all. They do have a type. Yeah. He has a type. <laughs> no, it's very true. I He's another guy. I know that I tried my best. I think Tevin, I talked to you about this. Mm -hmm. I could not make it through that series he did. I thought it got very, very boring. What series was this? Barry. 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 Yeah. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this before. <laughs> yeah. Season, season one is so funny. Yep. And then season yep. two, you're like, what are we doing here? Because if you are an assassin, how can you be in a community for this long without people being like, um, excuse me? Like right. Everyone around you is dying. It's like the Dexter mm -hmm. of shows where you go, yeah. you can't you to suspend this. This yeah. there, There's the formula alone is going to, you're going to run out of humans. You have to suspend disbelief in the whole thing. Like that's really? the, you have to lean into that. But Henry Winkler's so good. I love Henry Winkler. You're absolutely right. It kind of reminds nice me of in Hollywood. There's this one show we watched, uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, mm -hmm. sounds very similar, where it's this woman who turns into a zombie, and basically the whole thing is like them trying to find people for her to eat. Yeah, it's but it's a comedy. <laughs> yeah, it, so, it, it, it. And the first season was amazing. Didn't you love it the first season, Andy? Yeah, it got not so good at the end. I will like, say the that. The second much. season, I was like, "Yeah, how can we sustain this?" You know, a classic one too that's like that is Weeds. Weeds mm -hmm. was like they after you sell drugs to everyone in your neighborhood and get yeah. caught, and then you move. You move, I guess. It was just kind of like, "Oh, I guess you can't sustain this plot." Some of those really like Breaking Bad did it well. They mm -hmm. did yeah. a plot yeah. where you said, "Okay, like there's rhyme and reasoning, and also there is a clear ending to him." Uh, and, and like you, you accept that, but I, mm. I don't think shows know how to accept that their plot, especially when it's kind of zany and extreme, mm. 
only has a limited amount of time. So we're like, yeah, now this is insane. Yeah. Or Kristen, how mm -hmm. far out do they write usually those shows? Because there are, like Brittany, you're saying, where like the plot doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You're like, I think this was something where they planned on having this run for three seasons. And now all of a yeah. sudden they're trying to stretch it out to five and it gets crazy. Yeah. How far out do they usually look? That happens. Uh, some creators will will come and pitch a show and say, listen, this is a four-season show. I have the complete beginning, middle, and end, and it cannot go any more than that. And some people have it open-ended, and I think when you have it open-ended, and, and I, we could probably all name shows where you go, they just needed to wrap it up. Right, because, yeah, you know, right. by the time, you know, Mad Men, I hated the ending on season seven. I will I will die on that hill. Um, even Gilmore Girls, you look at it, and that didn't wrap up the way, and that's why we got kind of like that revival. Like, there's certain shows you're like it could have been a solid five season show and so when you do get that perfect ending which i always will say Shit's creek had a perfect ending yes succession succession yeah the the shows that had the perfect ending that you just you go that makes exact sense for how you started the series how you continued it and you wrapped it up exactly as it should um those are few and far between because i think you get caught up in the money you know yeah, if you're like right. well i get to do a show for another year and make another half million dollars mm -hmm. great um, one of my favorites of all time the office i think the good. last season of the office probably shouldn't have happened no. I would say once the steve carell left he <coughs> was he was the left. show yeah yep. last two to three seasons yeah. of the office i could say we could skip but i'll still watch them just because they weren't bad but they just were funny parts i'll say that yeah. um Tom, um, Kieran Culkin uh, won for Best Supporting or something like Arthur that. Succession? Yes. Mm -hmm. His speech, <clears throat> you would yeah. love it. It was so funny and so him. I swear to God that man in the, in the show Succession is literally just playing himself. It was so, oh God, it was funny. Catherine and, and I are only on season two. Yeah. Well, I'm jealous because I wish I could go back and like I give myself a head injury and rewatch it. It's such it's a good. fun show. And if anyone sees there, there's a funny behind the scenes bit. Kieran got went to the press room and got into like sort of like the press area and started asking questions of his castmates. Um, and there was a whole little back and forth that's floating around on the internet that's really cute. So, see, I would love that. I think. And yeah. what I really like is you guys. You know, when you find out, I've only watched about half of the. Uh, seasons that you watched you you don't burn them down for me so i appreciate that never never especially when it's a good sh quality show like that where you're like no i want you to have that same experience i did yeah when you get to yeah. live like the only time i was grateful is when i mentioned i was watching mr robot and Brittany goes oof wait till you get a little further <laughs> <laughs> oh, great but again my botox had worn off so my face kind of did it automatically so i couldn't hide that i was disgusted and you have choices. to be like wait <laughs> yeah I, it again i got i got to the third episode and i was like now i get what Brittany was talking about we're just gonna end this right here <laughs> Yeah, I never watched that. It was good. Oh, oh the, first, was. the first episode, I was like, this might be the greatest television show that's ever been created. It's awesome. And then the second episode, it was a train wreck, and I tried to get through the third episode, and I was like, nah, I can't do this anymore. I'm done. <laughs> really? Oh, it's like people started becoming imaginary, and he's yeah. like, it's just, it was so out of left field that I was like, I can't. Well, there are certain shows, so what I do for a long time is I would be playing a game and watching a show at the same time, mm -hmm. but usually the game was like, you know, a World of Warcraft or something that you can just kind of zone out and play. Uh -huh. So you're really paying attention to the show, but you're keeping your hands busy. Um, Mr. Robot was one of the shows where when I think about it, what I remember most is grinding in this one specific place in World of Warcraft while the show plays in the background rather than the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll say that much. There you have it. It just got like, I just stopped caring. And I was eventually I was like, wow, I am not even it's been three episodes and I haven't paid attention to one word. Maybe I should stop listening. Not a bad plan. Or you could do the, the Tom's plan. It's four minutes in. It's not good. He's out. Yeah. Well, I did that with John Wick four or three times, but then I eventually, because <laughs> Catherine was there, we watched it all the way through and really enjoyed it. Yep. I really did. I, I give things a chance, but well, it's like if I start watching it, I'm going to watch it for a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. But I'm also more likely to just not watch even one second of something if I don't find it interesting. Right. It's like if I'm like, uh, maybe, maybe not, I'm just never going to watch it. 
No question. I, I have a question for all of you, you know, talking about Joe Coy. And, and like I said, I like Joe Coy. I don't know if he was ever the funniest person I've ever seen and all the rest of it. But can you imagine the day when Richard Pryor would have walked out to host the Golden Globes? Can you even imagine that in your head, Richard Pryor hosting? Um, it probably would have been the funniest three hours ever. Uh, ever. But ever. everybody would have been pissed off like there's no tomorrow. He went after everyone. I don't think people get that pissed off, though. Like, that's why I think Ricky Gervais works so well. Yeah, that's true. You can't take yourself too seriously because this is a a self-congratulatory night. So if you're going to take yourself too seriously, as people make fun of you, um, in a funny way, if it's done well, of course. Like, when Ricky Gervais did it, he did it well. And I think that's why when Joe Coy was even, like, making fun of, like, Barbie or, like, Taylor, you're like, wrong joke. He should write person (laughs) to talk about wrong joke, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's really unfortunate. I mean, it just, I don't watch the award shows I didn't watch last night because I just don't want, I don't watch them. I don't care who wins an award. It doesn't mean anything. You know, I, I don't know. They're just, to me, they're never entertaining and they're never funny. Yeah. They're big business to Los Angeles, though. And that's why oh, yeah. they're doing them too. They are a huge economy generator for us between, um, things that you don't even think about, dry cleaners and restaurants and hotels and mm-hmm. limos and uh, all those things, uh, hair, makeup, fashion. Um, and it actually translates. I, I actually just wrote an article this morning before the show uh, just talking about how the fashion that we see, like Golden Globes is kind of setting the tone of like what we're all going to be wearing for the next year or so. It's like for women, the side part is back. We've been hearing like you have to have a middle part to look young. Nope. Side part was all we saw on the red carpet. Sounds stupid, sounds frivolous, but that's exactly what's going to be wind up happening in terms of hairstyles. Um, or you look at like colors that are happening on the red carpet. All of those trends factor into other areas of our lives that we don't necessarily even think about. Yeah, that makes sense. Alex, do you ever see John Wick 4? No. <laughs> Doesn't seem like your kind Not of movie. Not exactly I my no. kind of no. thing. But you would think Dan would like to watch it. No. No. no, he's not really into that kind of thing either. It's just so over the top. It is over the top. Very over the top. <laughs> yeah, it's just not either of our. I don't know. I saw the first one, and that yeah, was, we all did. That was enough oh, for me. I was yeah. with you guys, and I, I I'm good. If you if you watched four after watching one, you would no longer think that one was over the top. You'd be like, right, like four <laughs> takes it to a Chill. whole new level. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh, I have boy. something that might be up Alex's alley. Um, they are now making Purple Rain into a Broadway show. No oh, way. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. Um, which I think is really interesting. I, you know, I, if anyone, has anyone not seen Purple Rain, the movie? No, I have not. I've seen Tevin, Tevin. Andy. What? Come on. Well, Andy, Andy, of course. Tevin. Tevin. Come on, When did it come out? Tevin, like... that is your homework Yes. Okay, I'm going to give you all of January, okay? okay? You have to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where it's playing. You're going to have to find it somewhere. But uh, it's, it's worth the rental 1984. fee. I mean, probably one of the greatest soundtracks ever. And oh, man. Uh, But I look at that movie and I go, how do you make that into a stage show? Because yeah. that movie was pretty edgy even yeah. in right. 1984. Right. Yeah. Um, but it will sell very well. I mean, MJ the Musical, even despite Michael Jackson's controversies, has always done well. In fact, it's right here in Los Angeles right now, the the national tour. I think that they will probably have a jackpot on their hands. Oh, totally. Sounds good to me. All right, that's going to do it. You were right. I do apologize. I should have listened to you 10 months ago and seen (laughs) John Wick for I'm glad I have an effect on you 10 months later. (laughs) 10 months later. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. We'll take a break, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back and wrap things up right after this. Kristen Bird Entertainment News brought to you by North American Banking Company. Go to nabankco.com to learn more. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Right back right after this. This is the Tom Bernard Show. Listen live at TomBernardShow.com or on the Tom Bernard Show app. 
Tom here, and I want to discuss a partnership that has been wonderful in my life, Zero Res Carpet Care. Very good friends of mine. Nothing is better to someone with a family than having a completely clean home. Your carpet is the biggest filter in your house. If you want to talk about pet dander or foot traffic, dirt from the outside, they all eventually reside in your carpet. So, Zero Res Carpet Care. Listen, around the holidays, you need to contact ZeroResMinnesota.com or call 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. That's 952-Zero-Res. They clean your home with their electrolyzed pH-elevated water that doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services. How about a Tom Bernard deal? Well, here it is. Get three rooms, zero resified, starting at $129, and don't forget your air ducts. Mention me, and they'll discount your air vents by $75, bucks too. This is for the entire month, so call them right now, 952-Zero-Res, backward or forward, it spells the same, or book online, zeroresminnesota.com. If it's available, ask for them to come to your place in the Tom Bernard named service truck. What an honor that was, by the way. Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero res carpet. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Dave is a down-to-earth guy. He grew up in northern Minnesota, rides a Harley, and worked various jobs doing concrete, electrical, plumbing, roofing, and carpentry work. Dave works for people with work-related injuries. If you work construction, or anywhere for that matter, and you're hurt or even just hurting, you should talk to Dave. Let's face it, our bodies wear out. If your body is worn out from work, if your knees or back or shoulders hurt from things you do at work, do what Mary did. Call Dave and talk to him about it at Bialki Law to set up a free initial conversation consultation. The number to call is 763-571-2410. That's 763-571-2410. Or visit BialkiLaw.com. That's B-I-A-L-K-E Law.com. You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast. They're wrangling, they're yes. wrangling Ethan. Yes, indeed. <clears throat> he wanted to sit on my lap for the rest of the show. I mean, we have one minute. Let him do it. Yeah, for real. That's close enough. He had to tell us about the apple he just ate. He, yeah, he did. He ate an apple, so he's very excited. Um, maybe I'll just go with the headline here, or maybe I'll do the story. It's up to you guys. Okay, you ready? Yep. Mm-hmm. Headline. Peak laziness. Alexa, which is the Alexa's the thing you have in your house, right, Alex? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it is. What, I mean, what is it? You ask it questions, or what is it actually called? Alexa. Yeah, it's just it's Amazon's thing. It's Amazon Alexa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand this then, because the headline reads "Peak Laziness." Alexa can now wash your butt for you. Oh, thank God! Oh, oh I have a feeling you that could link there's it. an Alexa, Alexa enabled bidet. Bidet. Yeah. Yeah. Get to your bidet. God. I'm really? So I have a bidet. That'd be my guest. My, I'm so tired turning a little knob to make my bidet work. It's exhausting. <laughs> no, it hurts my fingers. <laughs> You're worn out. I'm exhausted. Look at me. I'm exhausted. All right. Will 2024 be the year America reaches peak laziness? Uh, Yeah, this might help us get there. You can now ask Alexa to clean your butt for you. The annual Consumer Electronics Show starts tomorrow in Las Vegas. And the bathroom brand Kohler is pushing a new bidet that connects to Alexa or Google Home uh, to uh, offer voice-activated butt washing. Once she's done washing your butt, you can also ask her to turn on the drying feature to dry it off for you. Drying feature. Uh, there was a drying feature that's as not, well. That's not typical of a bidet. No, that's, that's, that's a nice. That's not like your 
you can just put in and go. Like we have the one that we bought from some uh, somewhere online that you just add to your toilet. I think the drying feature has to kind of be yeah, you, either extra or incorporated in your toilet. Like the, That's a pretty yeah. high Like end. the Dyson Airblade, except for butts, yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that for me. I had never seen a bidet in my life until mm-hmm. Florida. Mm-hmm. Florida, they're in like every house. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they had one in Florida. Yeah, I remember. Right. Yeah. yeah, they're in like yeah. every single house in Florida and Minnesota. It's like you don't see them, and it's like a separate bidet. It's like you have oh, the yeah. toilet, like and then the bidet yep. is, is separate. Go over there, yeah. get up and transfer with a yeah. dirty <laughs> yep. yeah. Is and so... but here's but here's the thing I don't understand about bidets. Everything. Why? Why is uh, are people's butts like that dirty? Are you not wipe? Like I I don't get it. Because then okay, you use so, it, and then your butt's sopping wet, and then you have to use mm-hmm. toilet paper, which is not good for, like, water, tons mm-hmm. of water. It's falling apart. I don't... You're not using it correctly. Also, I can tell, like, you are somebody who has a very a very systematic poop, and good for you, because I <laughs> have a, somebody near and dear to me who's okay. got... Who doesn't have... It's not as cut and dry as that. And um, also... You can use them for like a mini um, uh, brush your um, teeth. Like what? No. Yes. Uh, like, like a water pick. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Pretty much is what I'm trying to say is that you could use it as a, a what is it called? Enema, like a mini enema for people that, that need painful. It's 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 not like okay. So there's people that have trouble going to the bathroom, and that helps initiate that. Uh, then I can no. go into detail because I've worked with so many people that have needed bidets or needed that like like cleanliness. But the thing is, is like pooping is an experience that is individualized for each and in every one of us. And there are some people that find benefits in bidets for sure. I'm just imagining you having your Alexa hooked up to your bidet and it not working, so you're just in your bathroom screaming like Alexa, wash my ass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is. A big controversial thing in my household. My husband loves voice activated things and I can't stand them. I can't stand that. Like if I was ta- Alex was at my house and we're having like a, a heart to heart. Yeah. And I'm telling her about like, you know, my mom just passed away. Alexa, turn on the light. Yeah. <laughs> Alexa, I just hate it. I want to just walk over and do the switch. I'm so, so many things in our house. You have to yell at her. And I'm I'm so over it. Like that is not the life I want to lead. Yeah, well, we... we have like a good uh, combination thing where it's an app on your smartphone. You can put the widget on your home mm-hmm. screen and then just tap on the light. It'll turn it. on. Then you don't even have to get up. Hate it. We have like the most basic Alexa situation ever. It's just there. And you don't have smart anything, do you? No, we have smart nothing. And I I'd love like that. to keep it that way. Oh wait, you yeah. have the it's... Nest, right? The uh, furnace thingy. Yeah, but that's it's not connected to our Alexa. Oh. Like you can't it, shout at it to change the temperature. You have to go uh, up and change it. We could with ours, but we don't. Cause I'm sure we could, but like it's not that hard to just get up and do it. Like exactly. I don't know. The moment I realized things were getting over-engineered, Tom, is when we got a washer and dryer, dryer that said, "Hey, we can hook. It can hook this right up to your phone." And I said, "In what scenario would I full on mm-hmm. load my washer right. with dirty clothes, right. run out of my house?" Get in my car and be like, oh, yeah, I forgot to turn it on. And then turn it on from my phone. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm super nice to Alexa. Anytime I ask her to do anything, I I say please. Because when the robots take over, they will remember. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always was polite. And they talked to um, Alex about connecting um, rude children back to their ability Uh, to yell at an Alexa. So, like, mm -hmm. if you teach your kids, they have to say please and thank you to Alexa. It might help in the long run. You're like one of those people who, if you played video games, you couldn't be like a dark side Jedi. Absolutely. Because you couldn't be mean to the pretend people in the video game. I can't even play video games because the idea of people being mean to me in a video game, no thank you. (laughs) As a disclaimer, I will say I am also that person. I am as well. Being a dark side player, I can't do it. I'm just like, yeah, you go up to some random person, they're like, oh, you know, my Wookiee ran away, and you have to be just like, you know, up yours. Yeah, That that should be like a parental control on all the AI features, like where if you don't ask it politely, Ah, it's like, like, can you say please and thank you, and then maybe Mm -hmm. I'll turn on the light for you. I had our Alexa programmed. This is as, like, smart home e as i ever got they learned some songs from some cousins <laughs> i remember from 
the artist was Mr. Farts. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Farts. And it would just randomly say, like, play the poopy fart song. And yes. then it would, like, try its best. To and it would always out. find something. Yes. And so they would ask it to play Mr. Farts. And I, you can go in on your phone and, like, when you say certain words to it, you can program her response. Yep. And I had her program to say absolutely not when they would say absolutely not and they would like the first couple times they were like and i was like she must hate it as much as i do (laughs) sorry all of a sudden baby shark never again sorry yeah Yeah, it's pretty slick okay i'll close with this question because i just saw it this morning when i got up there's a new thing and it's either called miracle floss or miracle i think it's called miracle floss it's got Two prongs that go up and two prongs go down. You put it in your mouth, push a button, and it comes up on your teeth. And as you move it back and forth, it flosses your teeth. Mm-hmm. This thing, I got to get one. I mean, this thing looks magnificent. I feel yeah, like I you're see just it. asking miracle for smile water flosser. Yeah, miracle oh, smile a... water flosser. I was gonna say, oh. if it's floss coming in out of your teeth, that's just asking that's for horrible. like gum swelling. It I used a water pick once, and it literally. It looked like I had become a vampire with all the amount of blood that was coming out. (laughs) You had it cranked up too high, Brittany. I I had it cranked up far. I just thought halfway is appropriate. And then I was like, no, I learned right quick that I was not built for this. One of the great things about all time and then their TV commercial, because I saw the TV commercial this morning. Was it the Miracle Smile? Miracle Smile. Miracle Smile. They would show people's teeth. And there'd be all this crust and mm-hmm. dirt and food and all that stuff up in here and down in here. They put the miracle flosser in there. She go, beautiful white, yeah, just Ten shining teeth. Mm-hmm. It They're was straighter just somehow. <laughs> it removes all the granite and stuff from They're your teeth. They're depression. Exactly. Uh, yeah. All right, we better. Oh my God, we better wrap it up. Brittany's got a life. Devin's no, got a life. I mean, no, my no. God. That is going to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We'll be right back in a few minutes with the family show.